All right, welcome back into the Wolverine.com podcast. We're here live on the YouTube page for a quick little reaction uh, to... Uh, it's, it's been a quiet time for the Michigan Wolverines. Surely nothing going on right now. But uh, the the fallout from the Juwan Howard, uh, Michigan-Wisconsin fracas, confrontation, whatever you want to call it, uh, that is out and official as of Monday night. They kind of news dumped us, news dumped it on us here in the evening. So before we get into it, I am here, of course, with Chris Ballas and Clayton Safey. Uh, before we get into it, we'll just go through the discipline that was laid down. So the Big Ten, University of Michigan, uh, and Wisconsin have all weighed in on what's going on. So we'll start with Michigan. That's why everyone's here. Head coach Juwan Howard, he is suspended for five games, which is the remainder of the regular season. He will also be given – he is also being given a fine of $40,000, which I believe I saw is a Big Ten record. So pretty hefty message being sent there. Uh, he can return for the Big Ten tournament. So important to note that it also appears that associate head coach Phil Martelli will be the one that's stepping in for him over the next five games. So Juwan Howard out five games. Uh, Terrence Williams uh, out for one game. He'll be out Wednesday night against Rutgers. Musa Diabate out for one game, also out against Rutgers on Wednesday night. So that's it from the Michigan side of things. Over to Wisconsin, head coach Greg Gard, who was uh, obviously everyone involved here, had some sort of role to play. Uh, no suspension for Greg Gard, a $10,000 fine. Um, nothing for the assistant coach, uh, Joe Krabenhoff, who, which is kind of surprising to me. We can talk about that here in a second. And then uh, Jacoby Neath has been suspended for one game. So... That is it. That is everything that's been laid out by the Big Ten. Uh, Chris, we'll go to you first. I mean, just initial reactions to what came down today. Yeah, we said on the message board that it sounded like Michigan was going to be the one that levied the suspension on these players or on Juwan Howard, and that was probably going to be for the rest of the season that they were going to go hard on him. And I think it's a pretty harsh suspension. Some people said, well, it's seems like a slap on the wrist. Others have said, well, he should be fired and so on and so forth. And I think that's probably pretty appropriate, to be honest with you, um, based on what happened. And if Krabenhoff hadn't gotten in there, let's be honest, uh, it, he'd be probably have a $10,000 fine too, Howard would, and this thing would be over. But after it was pretty much broken up, he got in there and, and uh, in my opinion, did some unnecessary things. But uh, it is what it is. So it's in the past. This thing will go away in a couple of weeks. Is it a stain on Jawan Howard's uh, career? Yeah. Uh, you know, kind of like last year when you had the whole thing with Mark Turgeon at Maryland, who's no longer there. Um, you know, there are things that there are lines that you can't cross, I guess. And it's an emotional game and an emotional time. Uh, there's no excuse, I guess, to throw a fist or a, a hand. I think Rich Eisen said that today, and I agree with that. At the same time, uh, you know, it, that's Wisconsin, man, that team and that program after an emotional game like that. Uh, you got Brad Davison throwing elbows and arms and everything else. You know, I'm sure that Juwan Howard wasn't real happy with that either. Uh, guard should have let him walk by him. I don't think there's any question about it. But at the end of the day, what happened happened. Juwan Howard uh, probably earned that suspension. And uh, now it's over. Now you move on. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they respond to this, uh, Anthony and Clay. Uh, is it going to be one of those things that motivates the team with Phil Martelli leading the way? I think they play for their coach, and I think they're going to be uh, playing for him, and uh, get, get, they're going to get their best, in my opinion. So uh, will they be able to beat Rutgers without Musa Diabate? And that'll be interesting because Rutgers is playing great basketball. Well, we do have some breaking news here, too. Uh do have a statement from Jawan Howard, so let's read that really quick. Uh, he says, after taking time to reflect on all that happened, I realize how unacceptable – both my actions and words were, and how they affected so many. I am truly sorry. 
I'm offering my sincerest apology to my players and their families, my staff, my family, and the Michigan fans around the world. I would also like to personally apologize to Wisconsin's assistant coach, Joe Krabenhoft, and his family, too. Lastly, I speak a lot about being a Michigan man and representing the University of Michigan with class and pride, and I did not do that, nor did I set the right example in the way in the right way for my student-athletes. I will learn from my mistake, and this mistake will never happen again. No excuses. So, Clayton, I will go to you. I mean, there's there's the reaction from Jawan Howard. How do you feel about what he said? Yeah, I think he's completely right. It makes sense. He didn't apologize yesterday after the game, um, but probably after watching the whole thing through. I was kind of thinking about that. Like, the guys that were in the middle of it actually probably had less of an idea of everything else that went on that they didn't see uh, than the rest of us because we all got to watch it about 90 times. But yeah, I, I think that's probably a good statement there by Jawan Howard. I think he understands what he did and, and you can argue, Oh, that's a harsh punishment, five games or should it have been three games or whatever. But when you do throw a hand like that, an open hand um, and you hit another coach on another team, well, you're going to have to take whatever suspension that you get. So that's the situation that Jawan Howard is in right now. Sounds about right for Musa Diabate. Terrence Williams uh, was maybe even expecting two games for those guys. W- what really disturbs me is there's no suspension for Greg Gard, uh, who started the whole thing by stopping Jawan Howard, who was trying to walk past him. There's no suspension for Joe Krabenhoff, uh, who really was the one that charged in and touched Jaron Falls, touched Terrence Williams, started the whole really second thing. That thing was basically done uh, and they were kind of separated there for a few moments. They should have walked away, absolutely. So you get what comes to you after that. But so does he, in my opinion. He should have got suspended. And then you look at Chambliss, the other Wisconsin assistant, who threw himself at Terrence Williams, and Terrence had to just kind of drop him to the ground. Uh, he came comes charging in out of nowhere, and he gets no suspension either. So to me, it makes no sense uh, on that side of things, but the Michigan side absolutely makes sense. Jawan Howard, hundred percent, should have got the most harsh punishment out of anybody there, and he did. And the Big Ten record, forty thousand, pretty crazy, but uh, it's not a ton, I guess, to him. So that's on the bright side. But I'm just surprised on the Wisconsin side of things. Not shocked, I guess, because of the, kind of the narrative that's been out there over the last twenty four hours. Yeah, I mean the, yeah, the, the narrative of but, it. But no, go ahead, Chris. Yeah, I was just going to say, at the same time, you know, it's a pushing and shoving thing until somebody throws a punch. And that's what made it what it was. And that's why you have to um, basically you have to find him the most and give him the most games. Uh, I do want to say one thing quick, real quick, A.B., before you talk, but uh, about these the statement from Juwan, I think it's sincere. Uh, Everybody we've talked to uh, doesn't matter where around the Big Ten, with the exception of maybe Michigan State, has said Juwan Howard. They've never heard a bad word about the guy talking to the Purdue coaches and everybody else that uh, everybody loves him. I believe that he's sincere. I believe this was probably a tough 24 hours for him in uh, reviewing it and seeing what happened and understanding uh, the impact that it had on his players and his team uh, because I know how much that means to him. He's got a great heart. Uh, He will learn from it. We've all made mistakes, and I believe that he will move on from this, and this will make him a better player or a better person and a better coach. Yeah, and to echo what both of you guys have said, I mean, the, the fact of the matter is, yeah, there were, there was plenty of blame to go around on both sides, but no one is playing, um, you know, Krabenhoff uh, on ESPN today or is playing, you know, Greg Gard holding Juwan Howard's arm. The the highlight has been, and the thing that's been on the video loop, is the open-handed 
swipe. Some people call it a punch. It's not really a punch, but this, it, that's all semantics. I mean, the optics of it are Michigan's head coach kind of escalated something into was quite frankly kind of a scary situation, and everyone's kind of lucky it didn't get worse than it did. Um, you know, fortunate for that, but yeah, I mean, it feels like the punishment. Like we we can't we can we can give opinions on what happened on the Wisconsin end of things, but you know, we cover Michigan, and honestly, from the Michigan side of it. I feel like everything here is is fairly justified. Um, you know, the the maximum the Big Ten could have suspended Juwan for was two games with a ten thousand dollar fine. Michigan stepped in and decided to add to that, and I'm not surprised about that given stuff that's happened with the administration over the last you know year year and a half and and stuff with leadership and you know I think there was really on their end a an effort to send a strong message that when you are serving in a public front facing role representing the University of Michigan, like that type of behavior is not going to be acceptable. And I'll be honest, I was a little concerned after the game, one, that Jawan Howard was was put out there in front of a microphone as quickly as he was. But two, it just didn't seem like there was a whole lot of remorse there. Um, and I, I thought, you know, if we come into Monday and that's still kind of the attitude, then that's there might have to be some kind of other conversation that needs to be had. Maybe there is no coming back this year. Uh, but it does see, you know, when you look at this statement here, I mean, knowing the guy, I mean, we're not, we're, none of us are chummy with him, but we've been in front of a lot of press conferences and have heard the guy speak. And um, I do think when he speaks, he is 100% sincere in what he says. I don't think there's any BS there. So uh, he says it won't happen again. It can't happen again because, I mean, Chris, quite frankly, this is two strikes and um, any, any sort of scenario like this at all, even if he looks at someone the wrong way after this situation, it's, it's not going to be good for him. So I, I hope that this is it for him when it comes to this type yeah. of behavior. And this is kind of two and a half strikes, to be honest with you, because there was an incident at Maryland in the tunnel after the game when Hunter Dickinson went up there and uh, put up a ton of points on his hometown team, and he was staring down the bench. And then afterwards, there were some some stuff that went on in the tunnel that people weren't haven't really talked about and didn't really know about, which led to the incident with Mark Turgeon at the Big Ten tournament. So where Juwan had some harsh words for him there. Uh, and Turgeon, frankly, started that, too, uh, for no reason, uh, that p- portion of it anyway. And uh, but what you have to do at, the, at that point is you got to take a breath and walk away from it, because if you don't, then this is what's going to result. And uh, I think that's something that he learned. And, and you know what? There, there are no more strikes for him. And I think he understands that. And that's why he said it'll never happen again. Uh, we've been there, guys. I think all of us have been there at one point in our lives where you make a bad decision and, you you, you know, you react and you regret it. And I, there's no question in my mind that he does. At the same time, I think his players love him. I think that's for good reason. I think they're going to rally for him. I honestly do, as unacceptable as that was. And I think he will tell them, look, guys, you know, don't do what I just did. Go forward and look how it hurt your team. You're not going to have me there. I do think Phil Martelli will do a fine job. It's clear the guy knows how to coach, right? The guy was at St. Joseph and won a lot of games there and uh, had some great teams. So uh, I'm going to be very, very interested to see how they respond. And then when they get him back, for the Big Ten tournament, say they're you know say they win four of these next five or even three of these next five games, you know, um, and then they get their coach back. I think they're going to be motivated to play for him because you can say what you want to, but he took that swing when Krabenhoft was kind of going after Terrence Williams a little bit, so it looked like he was kind of protecting his player. Whether or not you know, regard again, not justifying what he did, but to them, they're going to say, "Hey, my coach was sticking up for me. I think that he's going to have their they're going to have his back." 
Yeah, I think the his motivation there is, you know, pretty decent. He's always been a guy that said, I'm going to have my players back. The act was the wrong thing, and, and it was a terrible thing to do. So, uh, obviously, but I, I agree with you, Chris. I don't think he's, like, lost his team or anything like that. I think the biggest short-term worry I have is that, like you alluded to earlier, they're going to be playing Rutgers on Wednesday night without Musa Diabate and Terrence Williams, which, you know, Musa's obviously the bigger loss, but not having another forward slash wing like Terrence then makes the the rotation thin there as well. So, and that's a game that you kind of, you wanted to really have 100% before you play some of those tougher games. You get four in a row at home here. Uh, thing that sucks as well, Juwan Howard will not be there for senior night for Eli Brooks and, and some other guys, Hunter Dickinson, potential last game for him at home. <clears throat> And then, uh, yeah, I was listening to Phil Martelli on the Inside Michigan Basketball radio show tonight, and he said it was a, obviously been a tough 24 hours from the plane ride all the way until now, but they did practice today. Didn't sound like Jawan Howard was there. Uh, that's pre-suspension, you know, suspension. Um, and they've already delved into the Rutgers tape, Rutgers scout with Howard Isley, and it sounds like Chris Hunter elevated, as you'd expect, to an assistant coach on the bench there, so – they're they're moving ahead and as you mentioned chris and i was talking about this with with some fans earlier you know texting back and forth i think michigan's as well equipped for this situation as anybody because you have a former head coach who was at st joe's for 25 years right and was you know had the number one team in the country at one point in 04 and a team that went to the elite eight so he knows what he's doing um you have a great staff as well Saudi washington's a guy who's been in basically that spot the number two chair before we saw him step in when John Beeline was ejected from a game and, and be the acting coach uh, over in Europe. So they have a staff there that I think is ready to prepare these guys. They have a team that I think, as you mentioned, is going to fight for its coach. And uh, and Phil Martelli said this as well, that he Juwan's not going to be with the team, but he's not going to be going through this alone. Moose is not going to be with the team over the next couple of days. Same with Terrence, but those guys won't be going through it alone. So it sounds like, they're all on the same page. They're all united. And frankly, that's a testament, I think, to the culture that Jawan Howard's built that he inherited from John Beeline and is, you know, added to. So uh, I think Michigan's in a pretty good spot here. But you got to get three wins here before the Big Ten tournament. And it's going to be it's going to be tough to do so. But I think that in terms of what the situation is now, Michigan should feel pretty good about how it can handle itself going forward. Yeah, and we can talk about the – we'll move to the basketball ramifications of it tomorrow when I, I imagine we'll have some kind of meeting with Martelli or one of Michigan's assistants. And, you know, to preview, there's a basketball game on Wednesday. So we'll get to all that. Um, I, I would also, before we close this out, kind of echo, um, you know, what was the line, Chris, that Doug Skeen said on the podcast a couple weeks ago about the Harbaugh stuff and that, you know, the players were ultimate, will ultimately decide if this is a distraction or not. Um, right. Those guys that are left behind here um, – you know, your back is against the wall as much as it's been all season long now. So um, gotta be, you're going to learn a lot about the leadership on this team. Uh, you learn from Eli Brooks, Hunter Dickinson. How do those guys, again, you got to navigate some choppy waters here down the stretch, but none choppier than Wednesday when you're you're down two key pieces, kind of like you were in that first game against Rutgers, you know, albeit much different circumstances. So uh, any other final thoughts before we close out here? Yeah, I think the FPI uh, had Michigan as a 72% to beat Rutgers, which I thought was high at the time, the way Rutgers is playing. Uh, but it's a little lower now. I'm anxious to see what the spread is on that game. Um, but that was going to be a tough game anyway. 
Uh, but I like Michigan to rally now. I really do. I think that this could be, uh, you know, could work in their favor. Uh, again, not saying that it's a good thing to not have your head coach, but I do think they'll rally around him. And uh, and again, um, don't. I hope Juwan Howard doesn't beat himself up over this and let it ruin his life because. As Jalen Rose said today, he's seen a million worse things that coaches have done over the years, uh, and there's no question about it. You know, the, the interesting thing is Jawan Howard gets teed up for one thing that a guy like Tom Izzo will do 15 times a game. You know what I mean? So it almost does feel like he's being held to a different standard. And again, I'm not saying that he didn't deserve to be fine or anything else, but um, I'm sure that he's thinking about that today and uh, that it's weighing on him. But uh, I can tell you from the response that we've gotten on our message boards that a, a, a very large portion of the Michigan fan base still supports him. This doesn't have to define him or his legacy or who he is. Uh, and ultimately, I don't think it will. Yeah, just to echo that, the growth mindset is something Jawan Howard talks about a lot. I have no doubt he's going to grow from that. Um, and that also saying that we think he's going to you know, not do this going forward and he's going to become a better coach from this doesn't mean that we're excusing it either. So there's, there's no excuse for what he did. But at the same time, this is the situation you're in. You go from there. And you know, I think Jawan Howard's proven that he's the type of guy that who will learn from that, internalize it, become a better coach. But um, yeah, I'm excited for Wednesday just to see what they got and get them back on the floor because, uh, you know, I finally want to focus about basketball again after uh, a crazy 24 hours. You never know what you're going to get in this uh, covering this Michigan beat here. It's been a crazy month and a half. Let's be honest. Come on. <laughs> yes, if we could just if we could just have one normal day, forget week. Great. Like, let's just go great. one day yeah. at a time at this exactly. point. Exactly. Please, um, please, God, don't let anything happen tomorrow. Uh, it is what it is now. Uh, the decision's been handed down. Everyone moves forward, and, and hopefully it's a learning situation for everyone. But, um, you know, you get back to the task at hand. This season is still going on, and there's a lot of basketball to be played. But it's just the plot twists just keep coming. So uh, I think that's going to do it for us. Appreciate you guys who watched live on our YouTube channel or anyone that watched after the fact or caught us in the podcast feed. Chris, Clayton, always appreciate chatting to you guys, of course. Uh, we'll be back. With actual basketball coverage starting tomorrow as my dog starts squeaking stuff behind me here. Uh, that must mean it's time to leave and, and go play. So appreciate you guys. Uh, we will talk soon. And thanks for listening.